0: iyo.com What is up guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Waybreak podcast. Hope your year is off to a good start. I'm your host Dylan Kelly, founder and CEO at Waybreak. We are a leading email and CRM agency specializing in e-commerce and retail. This is the year to diversify your marketing mix. And the best way to do that is to make sure you're fully dialed in when it comes to your email and SMS marketing. 90% of brands are untapped. They are not maximizing performance from email and SMS. We help you do that. We regularly work with clients and help them find opportunities to drive more revenue that they didn't even know existed. Whether it's a flow that was set up incorrectly or a complete miss on strategy and opportunity that existed within the business to drive 300% more email revenue year over year. Those are the types of results that we uncover for clients within three to six months. So if you want to learn more about partnering with us this year um, and get ahead and work with us before you get fully booked, you can learn more at wavebreak.com. That's W-A-V-E-B-R-E-A-K.com. Today on the show, I'm joined by Raul Galera, who is the chief advocate at Referral Candy. We're covering. Referral marketing, how you can diversify your marketing mix by asking for referrals, what a best-in-class program looks like today, what results you can expect from a referral program, and what uh, trends and, and specific industries uh, find the most success with referrals. Um, it's just overall crash course on referral marketing, uh, which I thought was you know super interesting, especially as brands are trying to figure out how to diversify their marketing mix. If you're listening to this, um, this is probably going to be a helpful episode. So without further ado, let's jump right into it. Raul, thanks so much for coming
1: on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, excited to, to dive in today. We're at a Interesting crossroads inside of e-commerce and direct consumer, where it used to be really easy to grow your business. We didn't always think so; felt a lot harder. But uh, you know, we're f- the headwinds of iOS 15 and 14, and increased competition, and you know, not even to mention the logistical side of supply chain and everything—it's just getting a lot more difficult um, to to grow your brand. But that being said a Lot of brands are not tapping into their existing customer base like they could be. I know this because as an email and CRM agency, we're working closely with our clients to help them get more from their existing customers. Um, you know, not from creating customer behavior, but by capitalizing on what's already there. So really excited to dive in today, talk about referral marketing and how brands can get started with that and or up-level their strategy for. 2022, but uh, before we dive into that, give us the quick overview on yourself, Referral Candy, uh, just to set context before we get into the the nitty gritty details.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Referral Candy is an app that allows uh, DTC brands to set up and run customer referral programs. Uh, it's something we've been doing for uh, about 10 years now. Uh, we were actually uh, so last year was our 10 year anniversary, um, and I. It's kind of funny, I kind of rescued this image from internet archive of one of the first versions of the Shopify app store and back in 2010, 11, and we were there with a different name, different logo and everything, but it was it was kind of cool to see us uh, in, in, the, in the app store back then. Nice. Um, and I've been at the company for five years. Uh, I mostly run partnerships. Uh, so we have, obviously we have a, an agency program. We work with agencies to make sure that uh, their customers are not only setting up uh, a referral program, but also we help them make sure that they're optimizing it and getting the most out of it. Um, so, so yeah, that's kind of, kind of my role here at at referral candy.
0: Yeah, that's great. Well, let's just, let's dive into referral marketing because everyone these days is looking for a place that's not Facebook to put their money and acquire customers. Um, I'm just going to pretend like I am a store owner or a marketing leader at a brand like Tell me about referral, I guess. Like, what can I expect? Because I guess my first thoughts are like, okay, I'm going to implement referral. What does that look like? And then what are the results that I can expect from it? How many customers do I need to make it happen? What do I need to unlock? I mean, those are all the directions we'll get into an in answer. But I guess, first things first, like, st- take me back to the beginning. Like, I'm, I want to launch a referral program. Maybe I had a half baked one before. Maybe I never had one before. But like, what does a best in class referral program look like today?
1: That's the million-dollar question, um, it, 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 <laughs> or it, more. It really yeah, or more actually. Yeah, um, I mean, it really depends on on the company. But yeah, I'll, try, I'll try my best to kind of like give a rule of thumb of what what a great referral program looks like. Um, I guess before that, uh, just to give a little more context on on why referral marketing in in the first place. Um, so if you're uh, like you said, any of the scenarios that you mentioned, if you're a business owner, if you're a marketing lead, and you're working for a company that either has been around for a while or has a really good product customers are happy. Uh, you know, your, your customer success team is, you know, handling handling questions from clients, but not necessarily handling, you know, actual you know critical problems with your brand or your, or your product or anything like that. Again, in other, in, in other words, you are doing well as a, as a, as a brand and your customers are happy. You are probably already getting referrals from customers. Um, your customers are likely talking to their friends and family about it, especially if you have a product that maybe it's, uh, visual, I guess, or something that they can use uh, in front of other people. Uh, again, you know, clothing will be a really good example. Uh, sporting goods, uh, you know, nutritional products, you know, anything along those lines uh, are, are products that are very uh, word of mouth friendly. And so, if your customers are happy with it, they're going to talk to their friends and family about it. They're going to create word of mouth, and that's something that's going to happen organically. I mean, at the end of the day, word of mouth is probably the oldest marketing uh, you know, channel that's ever existed uh, for, for, for anybody to grow their business. So re- what referral marketing does is to, as we like to call it, to put that on on, on autopilot, uh, basically uh, get your customers even more excited to talk to their friends and family about, about your brand, about your product by incentivizing them to do so. You can incentivize them with uh, maybe a discount on a future purchase with cash or maybe some sort of you know free gift, some sort of free product. Uh, and at the same time, you can incentivize their friends to make that first purchase and become customers for the first time by giving giving them some sort of incentive which could be uh, I don't know something unique, like maybe free shipping for them specifically or a discount that they're not gonna find anywhere else. And that way, they'll become your customers for the first time, and they'll be you know incentivized to stay to stick around for for longer. So basically, in a nutshell, sure what referral marketing can can do for you., uh, but it's important to understand that, referral marketing only works when you have a good system in place and you have a good product in place and your customers are are happy. That's, that's the bottom line. Uh, referral program today. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, that makes sense. And then like, I guess like my brain jumps to, and then we get into specific tactics of like how brands are implementing this successfully, but like, um, what is the value? Like, okay. So it's like, it sounds great. I'm going to have acquire customers through my existing customers. They're already telling people like, then like what type of results do brands typically see from this? Like, is there any kind of like benchmark? Like, is there a good percentage of revenue that comes from referral or is there a different way to look at it? Like every thousand referrals results in this or like how, what, how do you track and measure the success of a program? And then like, what is, what do some benchmarks look like for success?
1: Yeah. So the, the number one thing that we look at, and it's actually, you know, if you, if any referral candy customers are listening to this, they'll know. Uh, the The number one thing that we that we show on the dashboard is referral revenue. So, how much money are you making from your referral program? That's the, that's the number one thing that we look at. That's how we measure success. Uh, after that, we might look at number of orders, uh, what we call the referral rate, which is the percentage of referral. Um, revenue uh, divided by the total revenue that you're, you're getting on a particular uh, on a particular month. Um, maybe, you know, how many new customers you have in your program, how many referrals have taken place, how many referral link shares, all that kind of stuff. But the number one thing that we look uh, is at uh, revenue, referral revenue. So something that we have, uh, so if, if you go to our website, um, on our pricing page, we have an ROI calculator, uh, which uh, if you enter your average monthly monthly sales uh, you can get an estimate of what will be kind of the bottom line of what you would get uh, in referral sales if you do what we call the kind of like the 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 baseline, the minimum promotion that you can do, which is either uh, setting up a post purchase email, which you can automate it on Referral Candy, uh, and maybe doing social media promotion a couple times a a week. The bottom line that we typically see it's uh, about 2%. And that's, again, that's, uh, you know, if you, do, if you do the basics of promoting your program and it's visible and your customers are aware of it, you'll you'll probably get at least a 2% increase in sales uh, on a monthly basis. Now this 2% increase, uh, these are new customers. This is new revenue. So these are customers that have not bought from you before. Uh, they're gonna buy from you for the first time. And it's likely that they're going to stick around and buy from you again, if your product something they can buy on a, on a recurring basis. Um, so that's that's kind of the, the the baseline, but we have multiple case studies of customers that have been able to grow that number to ten percent of new revenue every month. Um, and again, that's revenue that's coming from new customers that are likely going to buy from you again. Um, the best thing about that is that you sure you have to give an incentive to the cost, to the new customer, which is a discount, and you have to also give an incentive to the person that made the recommendation, um, you know, to acquire that customer. But those are all. Costs in a way that you're only paying once with that first customer. Uh, so, what, I mean, with that first purchase, and you're only paying once the new customer makes a purchase. So, you know, it's it's almost one hundred percent based on performance. What you have to pay to acquire that customer, and it's all concentrated on that first sale. After that, it's you know, it's, it's pretty much pure profit from there.
0: Got it. And then with those people who are like pushing the limits of like ten percent in terms of new revenue from referrals. What, what's the difference in their programs? Like, what are they doing to outperform that like 2% minimum that you might see from referral? How are they pulling off
1: 10%? I think it's a combination of a lot of things. Uh, first of all, they, and I'm kind of thinking right now of the ones that, that we have in our case studies, uh, they have great products. Uh, right. Their products might even be uh, a little bit innovative in a way that it's interesting to talk about them. Um, and, and by innovative, I don't mean, doesn't have to be necessarily anything kind of groundbreaking in terms of technology, but it could be maybe a really interesting uh, company mission and, and brand mission. And they're able to communicate that with their customer base. Maybe they're not just selling a product, they're selling uh, their brand through their products, if that, if that makes sense. Uh, for example, we have um, one of the case studies that we have on our website from a company called Christy Dawn, uh, based in, in California. And they they're in the clothing industry, and so they obviously you know it's extremely competitive, you know tons of competition. Um, but they they have been able to to communicate their their company mission to their customer base uh, to a point that when somebody buys a piece of clothing from their website and they share it with their friends, it's just it's more than just a dress. What they're uh, explaining their to to their friends, they're they're not they're not only showcasing the dress to their friends, but they're all actually telling them, you know, how it was manufactured and the reason why they bought it and kind of like the the, the, the whole the, the whole company mission that the company is projecting through content, through the website, through, you know, any sort of communication that they have with clients. So it's creating a really powerful referral when, when you talk to your friends and family and you're not just saying, oh, I got this t-shirt online, but you're telling your friends, hey, I got this t-shirt from a company that's actually, you know, using sustainable methods and, you know, this is uh, they're maybe they're donating part of their profits to, you know, some sort of nonprofit, you know, anything along those lines, anything that can make um, a referral go beyond just the fact that it's a product, just just a product, and it has a little bit of background, um, that's going to make it super powerful. And beyond that, beyond the the product, and kind of looking at the referral program structure itself, Obviously, the more attractive that you make your referral program, you know, the the, the better the results that you're going to get, you know, the more that your customers are going to interact with it. If you're offering maybe uh, as a reward, if you're offering a discount that your customers can get through any other channel, let's say if you're offering a 10% discount for every friend that you refer, but you're also offering that 10% discount, if you subscribe to a newsletter, you might not see a lot of traction, but if you're offering something unique, something that only you can get through the referral program, whether it's by... Uh, you being uh, a customer's friend and you can get a discount that you can use on a first purchase, or if you're a customer and you're referring a friend, whether, you know, kind of like the nature of those rewards, if they're truly incentivizing and unique, uh, that's definitely going to play a, a role in the success of the program.
0: Got it. And yeah, like what are some examples of that? So I know, like, for example, like Christy Dawn, like I'm on their website, you get 10% off your order for signing up for emails. But then it looks like in the case study that they do a uh, $30 off, I think. And then your friend also gets a $30 off. Um, Like, what does a good offer look like for that? Because I feel like that's part of it's like, oh, well, we could send it. But is anybody really going to like refer their friend or like, because, you know, like marketers are always like, ah, well, I wouldn't do this. So it, it couldn't work. And it's like, yep. great. Yeah. Have you ever bought from a Facebook ad? And they're like, well, no. So like, yeah, exactly. Like, it doesn't matter. But um to play like devil's advocate, like what does a good offer look like? And like, how, how should you think about structuring that? Because I agree. Like that's, that is super important. There's got to be reason. I think that's why a lot of referral programs fail because it's just like, hey, refer people for no reason. Or <laughs> or like, exactly. I don't know, a, a not a good offer. What? It, yeah. So tell me about that.
1: Yeah. So one thing that I particularly think that marketers tend to overlook um, when they set up rewards um, is that they they typically think of uh, they t- typically think of referral programs as the same as affiliate programs, and and they're not the same. In an affiliate program, um, you might be rewarding somebody that's generating new business for you, um, and you are paying them a commission for maybe every sale they generate or every, um, you know, every new, new client they bring to you. But they, there's no kind of personal relationship between the person that's making the referral and the person that's actually making the purchase there. Maybe they, uh, in an affiliate situation, it might be somebody that has a blog or a YouTube channel or something like that, but they don't, they don't actually know each other. They don't, there's no personal connection there. On a referral program, you have people referring their friends and family about it. And that's and that's something that I think marketers tend to overlook sometimes and it's the power of those relationships. And so when you understand that this is somebody that's maybe going to make a recommendation to, to a friend or a, or a coworker or a family member, you need to think of that relationship and apply it into the rewards. And what I mean by this is that I've seen a lot of referral programs work really well when the friend gets a higher reward than the person making the recommendation. And that's because... In a lot of cases, we are recommending something because we want to do something useful or nice for somebody that we care about. It's not necessarily, we're not going to, in other words, we're not going to recommend something uh, to a, a friend or a family member that we're not sure about. If we buy something and we don't like it, we're not going to recommend it. It doesn't matter how big of a reward I might be getting. You know, if, even if I had, if I get $100 or $500 to recommend a bad product to to you know, to a coworker, I'm not gonna do it because I don't want to you know provide a bad recommendation to somebody. Um, and so, so I've seen a lot of referral programs that that play with that, and maybe they give a higher reward to the friend, uh, and maybe something kind of testimonial to the uh, to the to the advocate making the recommendation because they know that sometimes the power of doing something good for somebody else, uh, you know, really really pays off, and that that's that's enough of a of a motivation for somebody to make a. Make a recommendation beyond that um i mean again the higher the rewards and then the, you know if, if you're if you're very um generous in how you give these rewards that's also definitely gonna play off i've seen a lot of referral programs that can uh, make it complicated for advocates to get a reward so maybe you have to refer five friends or refer ten friends and each one of them needs to spend a certain amount of money that might work and i've actually seen referral programs work but the majority of them um are gonna end up with advocates getting a little frustrated because they feel like they've done something. They feel like they've they should be get, they should be getting rewarded for what they've done, uh, but just because they're not reaching that minimum that the referral program is setting, uh, they're not getting rewarded for it. So, yeah, it's kind of a fine line between uh, you know being generous, but at, this, and at the same time, uh, make sure that obviously you are know, you're, you're asking for something tangible from for, for your customers to do.
0: And now a quick break for a quick word from our sponsor, Okendo. Okendo is the new standard in customer reviews for high-growth Shopify brands. We use them with our clients, and they work with over 4,000 of the fastest-growing Shopify retailers like Skims, Nomad, and Buck Mason to help them leverage their most powerful asset, their customers. Okendo gives brands all the tools they need to capture and showcase customer-generated content like product reviews and ratings, photos and videos, and Q&A. Plus, they have an awesome integration with Klaviyo that makes it easy to do cool stuff like send review request emails and target shoppers based on review content. And now that it's that time of year again, when Black Friday and Cyber Monday are top of mind, Okendo is offering a 90-day free trial to help e-commerce brands ramp holiday conversion without having to worry about increased subscription costs. If you sign up before October 31st, you pay nothing until 2022. It's really a no-brainer to me, and don't worry, you won't be forced into any expensive annual contracts after your trial is up. They offer super affordable monthly subscriptions starting at $29. So you can make the most out of this holiday season with a little help from Okendo. Visit okendo.io and start your free trial today. That's O K E N D O.io. Thanks, Okendo, for sponsoring the show is there like a general rule of thumb you've found that makes sense for like that initial offer? Like where, like, if I'm thinking about it, like, you know, like I'm just, you know, coming in and I, I have no idea where to start with the offer. We do a 10% off on the site. Like how do we know where to start or where do you guys typically suggest brands start?
1: So I will, I I'll suggest to start first of all, with something simple to remember. Uh, so it could be something like gift 10, get 10, uh, that's a good, good place to start. Um, or get twenty, give twenty, but just make sure that it's easy for customers to remember because they're going to be pitching it to their uh, to their friends and family. Uh, the second thing that I would recommend is to obviously look at your own margins and see how much you're you can afford to to give, um, but make sure that it's something uh, a little bit exclusive in the sense that it's higher than whatever other offer you might have available on your website. Same same example that we mentioned earlier about the the newsletter. If you're offering ten percent off. Uh, on our newsletter, maybe offer something else because this is going to be a more exclusive discount that not all customers are going to have access to. Um, We actually had a case of a customer, I think it was last year, that we noticed that every weekend their sales, the referral sales would drop, but then they will go back up on on every Monday. And then on Friday, they will drop again and and so on. And then it was like, you know, pretty, you could, you could kind of like follow the cycle. And so I remember talking to the merchant and I was asking like, what's, is that, is that normal? Is that seasonal? Like maybe you guys just sell, like your your best selling days are Monday through through Friday. And they're like no, actually weekends are our best days, and we were trying to figure out why. And turns out because she forgot to tell me that they had a a, a weekend uh, kind of like a recurring weekend sale every single weekend, and they were offering more than what the referral program was offering. So even mm. if even if a friend had maybe like a twenty five percent discount, the store was offering thirty. So they were going to keep that discount for for later. So just make sure that you know you can like you adjust your referral rewards to any other campaign that you might have going on on your on your site. Um, and I guess the last recommendation, in terms of rule of thumb, uh, would be to differentiate between and this is you know fairly easy for brands to do differentiate um, your rewards based on your customers' uh, behavior. So if you have customers that are coming back and buying from your store on a somewhat recurring basis, I mean even more if if they're on a subscription make sure that you're giving them a discount. So you're incentivizing them to come back and buy from you again for you know, every friend that you refer, you get a discount. And so that way you are not only incentivizing them to go out and refer and getting you new customers, but at the same time, you're also incentivizing them to come back to your store and, and buy from you again and spend more. And on the other hand, if you're offering a product that your customers are not going to buy again, anytime soon, I always give the same example. If you're selling uh, mattresses, you're probably, you're Customers are probably not going to go back and buy another mattress anytime soon. They'll so give them a discount, give them cash, give them a free gift, um, you know, something along those lines.
0: Right. That makes sense. Or what they might end up doing is taking off that uh, 90 day free trial or whatever it is, returning the mattress they just bought and buying another one to yep. get the discount, which, uh, you know, you think wouldn't happen, but you live in a customer support email for just a day and <laughs> you realize how common that is. No, this is this has been great so far. So, I guess like the, now that we've covered the offer, we've covered like the original, like the overall gist of like creating a program. How do we get this message out there? Like when, I know you mentioned like triggered email is a great way to, to follow up post-purchase. Like, Hey, refer a friend. Like when, when are you sending that? What does that look like? The most successful brands who are leveraging referral, how are they promoting it? And uh, what does that look like?
1: Yeah, so I whenever I, I talk to merchants and they ask me about promotion, I always I always tell them that you know I really cannot stress this enough. Promotion is key. That's a huge part of the success of your referral program. And kind of the the the, the reason behind it is the fact that you, know, you can ask your customers uh, run a, a Net Promoter Score survey and ask them, will you be willing to refer? And if you have you know, if you have really happy customers, you might get what like ninety percent of them saying, sure, I'll be happy to recommend you to my friends and family but the reality is only a fraction of those will actually end up referring and that doesn't mean that they don't like your product or your brand it's just that you know there's a lot of things that happen in our daily life and people just forget Um, so it's it's a numbers game so you need to keep in mind the fact that not all of the customers only in fact only a fraction of the customers that say that will be willing to refer will actually end up doing so so a numbers game you need to have as many customers in your referral program uh, as possible in order to be able to, to see results so how do you do this the best way in my opinion is to grab their attention after they they've made a purchase it could either, it could either be right after they make a purchase with a pop-up or or a post-purchase email or maybe after they have received the product uh, that actually might work a little bit better because you you can have their attention while they have Maybe had the chance to use the product for a few days, um, so you're not you're not just asking them for a referral right after they buy from you, but maybe they, you're asking for a referral after they they got the product for maybe like a week or something, and they they know how it works, and maybe they can make a better recommendation. So that that tends to work really well. Uh, Post purchase emails, um, any sort of call to action on your website, honestly, that works really well. So we have a lot of brands that. Uh, Include maybe some sort of link, uh, either at the footer or the top navigation bar, that says, you know, get rewarded or you know, get twenty dollars, something like that, something inciting that uh, for for people to click and learn more about the referral program, Um, and then also social media or honestly whatever channel you're using to communicate with your with your customers, leverage that and and let them know that there is a referral program that they can benefit from it, um, and just keep them informed, uh, about it, whatever, whatever channel you're using to communicate with your customers to make sure that they know, um, that this is something that they can benefit from, but also their, their friends.
0: Yeah. And I like that too, because then you can even use it to, as like an additional profitable promo to run. Like if you don't want to run promo, but like, you could even like, you know, use that to your audience or even like, is it possible? Like do some brands even like up the ante a little bit, like they'll increase like Hey, limited time only this weekend, like, you know, national best friends day. Like we're, we're offering double the perks to you and your friend for limited time only. Like do brands run that? Cause I feel like that could do well as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, with referral candy, you can, you can change your rewards anytime. Um, so yeah, we actually see that, uh, quite a lot that for maybe for like, for products that are have like, like seasonal, um, uh, kind of like sell seasons, they, they might use, uh, an increased referral program reward, uh, structure for times in which they're supposed to be sell less, uh, incentivize. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Incentivize people to, to buy for the first time.
0: That makes sense. And then what about like, when does this make sense? Like as, as something to implement, like how many customers do I need? How many happy customers do I need? Like, I'm sure there's some companies who come in and you're like, Oh my goodness, this is just absolutely going to dominate. Uh, <laughs> yep. like, or like, is there any, I, I guess we'll start there. Like how many customers do I need to make this work? What does that look like?
1: So the, the kind of the metric that we look at to answer that question is orders per month. Um, so we kind of like a rule of thumb is that if you're selling less than a hundred per month and a hundred orders a month might not be a good time. doesn't mean that it's not going to work, but it's just, it's going to take a long time for it to work. Right. Just It could be work, like one
0: of- order per month, two orders per month like that's really not going to move the needle in a big way at that stage. Exactly.
1: Right. exactly. It's, it's definitely not going to move the needle. It's, it's, I mean, it's not, uh, it's not bad that you have a referral program running, uh, <laughs> right. but it's definitely not, it's definitely not going to make a, a an impact in anytime soon. Uh, now, if you are over, so yeah, below a hundred hours a month, not going to make a difference. Uh, if you're over 500 uh, it's a good time to start think uh, start thinking about it. If you're over a thousand a month, I, I definitely no recommend to, to start thinking about it. Yes.
0: Got it. And then um, is there any kind of like on that note, is there any industry or certain product type where it just makes more sense? Like, I know you mentioned the mattress example, not so good to give a certain <laughs> discount, but I know you've been successful in that industry. Um, same with us on email. Like we run email for one of the most successful mattress brands <laughs> online. And it's funny how how well, you know, these channels can even work for them. But like, is there any kind of like, you know, on that note, like, oh, if you have over a certain amount of orders a month, you definitely need to do that. Is there any kind of industry that like, oh, you're X, Y, Z, like you sell your product to moms, like you definitely should do it because moms are always talking about their kids or like any kind of like industries that make more sense?
1: That's definitely one. Um, okay. and because of the the, the the nature, actually, I, I was going to answer something different, but then you, know, the, the, you made me think about that uh, specifically. Yes. Uh, I mean, if you're selling to moms, if you're selling to parents in general, uh, mostly because there are so many communities of parents uh, online and they're they're constantly exchanging referrals for products and, and, and services and everything. It's, it makes a lot of sense. If you have just one of them um, engage in your referral program, they're definitely going to spread the word in, in all these different online communities, not necessarily just their friends and family, but... People that are actively looking for referrals, so that that's definitely one. I was actually going to answer uh, with uh, if there's a no brainer in my opinion, it's subscriptions. Subscriptions mm-hmm. work extremely well, mostly because your customers are so customers are so happy with with uh, their purchase that they just have it running on autopilot. They they just you know they're getting charged every month, they're getting their package uh, every couple of weeks or every month or whatever whatever the cadence is. And it's just part of their daily life. And when something becomes part of their daily lives, they're definitely going to talk about it to their friends and family. And so, actually, uh, I recently noticed that that a good a, a good number of our case studies on our website are from subscription businesses. And so, it, there's a reason why. Um, beyond that, I would say that any product that has like a visual component—I talked about clothing earlier—but uh, it could be, uh, you know, it could be sports equipment. It could be, you know, anything that you can maybe have with you while you're around other people, uh, that's going to work well because it's probably going to strike a conversation having something that you just bought and maybe you're telling your friends about it.
0: Got it. And then like, is is, is there something, I'm curious too, like how is this fared in terms of, you know, looking at the last 12 months? Really interesting year for e-commerce in 2021. 2022 is going to be interesting as well. Like what is, what is the the landscape look like today compared to, I mean, you mentioned you've been at Re- Referral Candy for years now. What, how has how has this evolved and like how has the channel changed since then as we start to wrap up here?
1: Yeah, so I think it, b- before COVID, it was kind of like this, and not only in terms of referral marketing, but uh, I, I feel like it was this mentality of growth at all costs, um, and so referral marketing was just seen as a way to acquire customers. That's it, you know, kind of like a lead generation machine. Um, you know, focus on making it, making incentivizing for new customers to join. And, you know, that, that, that was, that was pretty much it. But after COVID um, and especially literally within months of COVID hitting and kind of like the whole uh, e-commerce industry, uh, you know, going upside down, I realized that a lot of brands were looking at referral marketing, not just for customer acquisition, but for customer retention. They, they wanted to incentivize customers to sure. Yeah. You know get their friends to buy from us but at the same time how can we make sure that they're happy how can we make sure that we're incentivizing them to come back and buy from us again um that was that was one thing and then also obviously th- th- something that that we've seen uh before COVID, but especially especially in the past couple of years couple of years is that a lot of brands are starting to look at alternatives of uh, advertising um it's getting extremely competitive out there uh you need to have you know pretty Decent budgets, if you want to be able to compete with uh, with some of the players, um, they're advertising on on some of the ma- major platforms. So a lot of brands are starting to look at alternatives. Um, and the good thing about referral marketing is that it's pretty much based on performance. So um, you know whether whether it is paying your referral candy fee or or paying your your advocates and their friends, you're doing it based on performance. You don't have to have like a budget that may or may not convert into new customers uh, or, you know, campaign that may work better uh, than, than others. This is literally based on, you know, if I'm giving a discount to a customer, it's because they have been able to successfully refer a friend. If I'm giving a discount to a friend, it's because they've made a purchase. And so you have a lot more control under, uh, over your finances, you know, it helps the bottom line. Um, and also the, the lifetime value of refer customers is a lot higher than pretty much any other marketing channel. Um, and so, you know, when you think about it in the long run, you're acquiring customers that are going to stick around for longer and spend more than regular clients. So, so it's uh, it's, it's it's kind of a no brainer at some point.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I guess is there anything like we potentially didn't cover that might be interesting or important as we start to wrap up here? Like any points of my list? Like I think we went through you know, general overview of like what makes a good referral program, what results to expect from it, how the market has changed, but like anything else that you think is interesting um, that we should end on?
1: Yeah. um, Actually, we we kind of touched on it uh, when we were talking about uh, selling to parents. Something that that we've seen over the past few years is more and more brands looking to build a community around their customer base. So you're not just a product provider that's selling products to to your customer base. You are more than that. There's, there's, there's a reason why you're in business and why you're selling products. Um, there's there's a reason why you started your company, um, and there's also something that unites your customers. To, there's something that they all have in common. In the in the parent the parent world, it's pretty clear they're all parents, and that's why they they hang out in all these different communities. But you know, if you're selling uh, if you're selling tennis equipment, um, there's something that all of your clients have in common is the fact that they love tennis. So if you can build a community, um, and that community could be Either a kind of like a physical community in a way, like a like a Slack channel or a Facebook group or something like that, but it could also be just promoting content around what unites your customers. That can have a, a really powerful effect on not only on your referral program but as a brand. You're going to create a, a loyal group of customers that are going to, uh, you know, not only refer you to their friends and family but they're they're going to, you know, be lo- very loyal advocates of of your brand, and that in the long run can can have a tremendous effect on, on the growth of your business. So, um, again, there's, we, we know we we could talk. This could be a topic for another another episode. Right. But there's there's a lot of things that you can do to build a community. And, and I would definitely recommend merchants to start looking into different ways that we can, that they can connect with their customers and also help their customers connect with each other, beyond just the you know, the, the kind of traditional communication between brands and customers, which is mostly product driven. Right. And
0: like marketing driven. I mean, previously, you know, non-existent. It was like a catalog to the house or a TV ad or a radio (laughs) ad. Like you had nothing. No, it's been, it's been fun chopping it up. And, um, I think like to, to kind of end things, it's just good opportunity for brands to, to diversify into something that really doesn't require a ton of setup or optimization that you can add almost set it and forget it in a way, which is a pretty rare thing to also have it be like, Something that's going to continue to drive new revenue as you scale to. and so yeah, it's been it's been great having you on. Um, as we wrap up here, where can we go to connect more with you and to learn more about Referral Candy?
1: Yeah, so to learn more about Referral Candy, uh, on our website, referralcandy.com. Um If you're on Shopify, uh, you can find us on the uh, on the App Store, and to connect with me, uh, I'm always happy to get email uh so uh raul g r a u l g at referralcandy.com and always happy to continue the conversation there
0: awesome yeah we'll link it up down in the service below raul thanks so much for coming on the show thanks for having me thanks for listening to this episode of the Waybreak podcast Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Waybreak Podcast. I hope you have a wonderful day.